The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruah Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the Mitzvot Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Isaac Shehebar In honor of his parents Jack and Marilyn Hashem Alehem Yichyu Amen Daf Mem Gimal Actually, we will start today's daf on Mem Bet Amud Bet, starting the new Perek, the fourth Perek, starting at the new Mishnah. Today's daf is being studied. They have the Nishmat of Ram Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihanu Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied. La'ilun Nishmat Amiruhemet Mazal Bat Frida. Shemitim Bikitsur Yamim Bishanim. Ruach Hashem Tanihanu Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied. Rufuah Shlema Hacham Abadia Yosef Ben Gurjia Elna Rifanado Betoch Shar Chodei Amo Yisrael Amen. We begin right at the new Mishnah. Lulav. The mitzvah of shaking the lulav on Sukkot And the mitzvah of Arava That they used to walk around the Mizbeach During the holiday of Sukkot in the Beit HaMikdash Shisha v'shva'ah Sometimes the mitzvah is fulfilled six days And sometimes it is fulfilled seven days Rashi Lulav Arava she'en b'mikdash kol shva'ah in the Beit HaMikdash used to shake the Lulab. Minat Torah, seven days, lintila, va'arava, la'kit mezbeah, to circle the mezbeah, k'dil-li-alif, l'kaman, k'dil-kaman b'firkin, shisha v'shva'ah, p'amim shidokhin Shabbat, sometimes these mitzvot would actually override the Shabbat. Ve'en kol shva'ah, therefore all the seven days would be fulfilled. U'p'amim she'en dokhin, and sometimes they do not override the Shabbat, ve'avalu shisha yamim, and we'll explain exactly the cases. Ha'halel ve'asimcha shemona. Ha'halel, that she says, ligmor kol shemona. Right, to recite the Hallel, those are the chapters in Tehillim that we recite on the holiday, all eight days, Tiknu Nevim Arishonim, Ubeirchim Mepanesh Maishena Mepesach, Bepnesh Yimea Chag Halukim Bekormenotehen. Whereas on Pesach we don't recite the full Hallel, however on Sukkot we do recite the full Hallel every day because every day they brought different Kormanot. And since the amount of Kormanot changed from day to day, so each day is considered worthy of its own complete Hallel. So that was an eight day uh, situation. The seven days of Sukkot, then you have the Shemini Hagat Sene, which is the eighth day. Rashi Basimha. Now, what's this mitzvah of Simha? Le'echol Basar Shilamim. That's the eating of the sacrificial korbanot. The kabbalah mipesachim is much with us kayam and simcha ela the basar. When the Beit Hamikdash was around, the simcha of the holiday manifests itself by eating the basar, the korbanot. Shneimav zavachta shilamim, da'achalta shav zamachta. 
Now the pasuk says that they'll sacrifice korban shlemim and they'll eat it and be happy. Now, even though this pasuk is not talking about the holidays, Rashi says it's that pasuk was not written by the holidays. This was written when the uh, Jewish people stood in Har Gerizim and Har Eival, which was not the uh, subject of the holidays. But bottom line, since by the holidays it says the word the we see another pasuk that says that Simcha is with Masal Shlemim. So that's how we know that you have that mitzvah as well. Okay, the next part of the Mishnah. Sukkah, the mitzvah of sitting in the sukkah, v'nisu chamayim, that's the pouring the water on the mitzvah, shiva'ah. So that's took place seven days. Rashi, sukkah, v'shem b'sukkah, v'nisu chamayim, b'tmideh ha'ag shacharit, they used to, in the morning, when they brought the Qurban Tamid, they don't arbit. Right, so they would pour water on the Mizbah as well, besides the wine. That was done all seven days of Sukkot. Comes the Mishnah and Kedusha. Halil, literally Halil means the flute. Hamisha v'shisha. Some days it was, sometimes the flute was blown five days, and sometimes six days. And the Mishnah explains, as she explains, the Halil, Simcha bet ashoeva. This was the parties that they used to make when they used to draw the water from the Ma'yana uh, Shilawa, that was the uh, spring where they used to draw the water for the Mitzvah Nisukamayim. And it was a very festive event. And the Gemara is going to tell us that they used to have music and it was very uh, happy, etc. So one of the instruments they used to have was the flute. So that's Jesus Ayu Semechim Bahag Nechbod Shivat Nisukamayim. Umehalilim Bahalilim. And they would blow the flutes, ubechinorot, you know, like the harps. The oto halil eno dohei yom tov. Now, obviously, you're not allowed to blow a flute on yom tov. Hilkach pe'amim shu hamisha yamim. Sometimes they would have the celebration of Sabbath Shema with the instruments five days. Bechad kegon shelo hal yom tov arishon b'shabbat. For example, let's say the first day of the holiday did not fall on Shabbat, so therefore you're going to have one of the uh, days of Yom, the days of day, day of Yom Tov is off, and Shabbat is going to be off because you cannot do that. So you have five days left. So therefore, five days would be Chalid. The Kevan the Lord Dachi Yom Tov, the Chodshikin Shabbat, Shemachodosh Shemoid. It's not going to do Yom Tov. The blowing and one of the Cholamoyed days is going to be Shabbat in that case. So Shkotchikin is not Dochay Shabbat, Pashilu Hamisha. So you're left with five days for blowing the flute. For example, Kegon, Shahad Yom Tov Rishon Shabbat. If the first day of Yom Tov fell on Shabbat, so you kill two birds with one stone. So therefore, the subsequent six days, which is not going to be Yom Tov or Shabbat, you'll be able to blow the flute in the, during the ceremony. The Pashilu Shisha Shilcholamoyed was on Begdash, and Osim Yom Tov Sheni. Obviously, there's no second day of Yom Tov in the times of the uh, so therefore you left with six days. Okay, so that's the case of the flute, either five or six days. Now we go to the next part of the Mishnah. Now the Mishnah elaborates. Lulav Shiva We said in the beginning part of our Mishnah that sometimes the Lulav in the Beta Mikdash was shaken seven days. What's the case? Ketzad. Yom Tov, Arishon, Chilchag, Chahal, Yod, B'Shabbat. Let's say the first day of Yom Tov fell out on Shabbat. Lulav, Shiva. So the Lulav is shaken seven days, which means that Mishnah is teaching us Hadush, that even though uh, Shabbat, since it's the first day, Halakha is that the first day of Sukkot that falls out on Shabbat, they would still shake the Lulav in the Pedrash, specifically the first day. However, Ushar, Kulayamim, Shisha. 
But if the first day of Sukkot falls on any other day of the week, so they would shake the left for six days, but when Shabbat Cholamu'ed would come along, since it's not the first day anymore, so they would not shake the left. So that's how you have seven days or six days. Rashi. That's the rule. Yom Tov Rishon overrides Shabbat. Right, if Sukkot falls out on any other day, Yom Tov Rishon, so Shabbat inevitably is going to be on Cholamu'ed. It's not going to override that Shabbat. Even though all seven days of Lulav Minat Torah is in the Beit HaMikdash, which is like we're going to see outside the Beit HaMikdash was only a mitzvah to shake the Lulav one day, the first day. However, in the Beit HaMikdash, there was a mitzvah to shake the Lulav all seven days, but Mikdash lo But still, on Shabbat, even in the Beit HaMikdash, we have a Deoraita to shake the Lulav, uh, it does not override the Shabbat. Because I mean, Tamar beGemara, v'chein Araba b'Shvi'i, beGemara finish Ma'ishin Ashvi'i. The Gemara is going to say also that uh, regarding uh, Araba, the Araba was the mitzvah that they used to circle the mizbeach with the Aravot. It would override the seventh day if it came out on Shabbat. So it's the reverse of Lulav. Both Lulav and Araba is mitzvah and Torah to do seven days, whereas <coughs> Lulav is overrides the first day of Yom Tov Shehaliyot B'Shabbat Arava overrides the seventh day Shehaliyot B'Shabbat and the Gabriel will explain exactly why Lulav they picked the first day and why Arava they picked the seventh day if bottom line all seven days are Minat Torah okay so that's that comes the Mishnah continues Arava Shiva and you get the case of the Arabah. Now again, the Arabah was a mitzvah where they used to take the Arabah and walk around the circle, the Mizbeah. Kids, on Yom Shemirah Yishel Arabah, Shehalom Shabbat, if the seventh day of Sukkot fell out on Shabbat, Arabah Shabbat. So the Arabah is done all seven days. The first six, because it's not allowed to, to do that. And the seventh day is Duhay Shabbat, Fa'arabah, so that we have seven. Ush'ar Kuliyamim, Shisha. However, if the seventh day is any other day, Besides Shabbat, so then you would only go six days, which is the Shabbat of uh, of the Cholamoreh. You would not doche uh, and circle the mizbeach uh, with the Arava. Comes the Mishnah continues. Mitzvah Lulav Ketzad. Give us what is the mitzvah? How do they fulfill the mitzvah of Lulav? Yom Tov Arishon Chag. The first day of the holiday, Shehaliyot B'Shabbat. Now we have a problem. You can't carry your lulav. You can't carry on Shabbat. So how did they get their lulavim to the Beit Hamikdash to fulfill the mitzvah on the first day? So as Morichin et Lulavim so they would transfer. They would bring their lulavim, the Harabayit, to the Temple Mount on Friday. Meaning from Erev Yom Tov, the Hazanim Mekabelim Hazanim is like the uh, attendants of the Beit Hamikdash. They would receive the lulavim from the people. And they would place it on the benches. That bench is over. Then they would place the lulavim down. The elders, they would put their lulav in the private place in the offices. Now the next day, they would train the people to say, Call me Shemagia Lulavi Liado Harehu Lo Bimatana. 
they would say, listen, it was very difficult for everybody to locate exactly their lulav. There's thousands of lulavim all over the place. So they would say, listen, we have a problem because on the first day the lulav has to be yours. Lachem, Mishel Lachem. Has to be owned by the person who's shaking the lulav. So what they did was they made a takana that everybody has to say, if anybody gets my lulav, I'm giving it to him as a matana. So therefore, no matter what lulav you got, bottom line, you owned it because it was given to you as a matana. The machar, and then the Mishnah tells us the practice, what happened? They would wake up early and come to the Beit HaMikdash. And the attendants, they would take the Lulavim and they would, you know, toss them towards the people in order for them to, you know, to, 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 to catch them, to take them. Then they would grab them. But what happened was, it led to uh, like a sort of violence, okay. which means that everybody was trying to grab their lulav, they were pushing, they were shoving each other. And therefore, when the Betin saw this, they stopped it. And it was getting dangerous, all the pushing for the lulavim. The first day of Yom Tov, you shake the lulav, but do it at home. Which means, do not do it on the, in the Bet HaMikdash per se, you just shake it at home. Let's read Rashi. Rashi, Agabe Itzteba, Rehava, that was a wide like bench, Shemara Baita Tamukifit Itztabaot, the Shev Sham, he used to sit on those benches, Umsuchechet the Malam Begeshemim, and it was also roofed on top of these benches for the rain. Agabe Itzteba, Garcin Venti, Dainu, Agabe Safsadim, Fadazakinim, and the reason why the elders would put them in a private office because they knew they don't want to get pushed. She do agim shlo yitachfun lemachav v'yitmachu. They don't want to get crushed. Bekakal hakol akati shulav. Everybody's going to try to shove to get the lulav. So the elders knew that they didn't have a shot, so they would put their lulav in a more private area. Umlamedim bedinit kulam lomar imyavo lulavo liyede haderol. After lulav gets to somebody else's head, ane ushlo matana kedeshloyo etzolo gazu v'doshau. That's one of the problems of not a stone lulav or a uh, borrowed lulav, which is a which is a problem. Okay, so that's basically the Mishnah. Now the Gemara begins. Good. Some Gemara says, "Amai, why tiltul be'al mahu Shabbat?" Which means you're telling me that. Uh, the lulav in the times of the Beit Hamikdash was not the Shabbat, unless it's the, it's the Yom Tov Rishon. But if Shabbat fell on any other day, it's not the uh, Why shouldn't it be the What's the isur of uh, lulav? The isur of it is tiltul. Tiltul means it's a mukseh issue over here, which means uh, the, the 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 issue that we're discussing over here is that uh, it doesn't have. It's not a keli. It's not a. It's not a vessel. And therefore, let's say it would have a status of mukseh. But let's analyze for a second. Uh, the Torah is telling you to shake the dulav. Uh, the Dulaita is telling you to shake the dulav on all seven days. So what are you worried about? Because of an inyan of tiltul, because of an inyan of mukseh, you're going to now uh, get rid of the mitzvah of uh, the Dulaita machines. What's, the, uh, what's the problem? The Torah tells you to shake the dulav, shake the dulav. What, what do we worry about? That? She says, En bo sad isur. There's no sad isur. Which means, oh, it's like taking a piece of wood. Which means, once the Torah tells you, you can do it. But what was the Gezerah that they were interested in over here? Why did the rabbis put a fence over here for some reason? That they didn't want you to take the love on 
Shabbat. So Amar Abar, Abar Kavzuz is Gezera, Shem Yitzhenu Biyado, Viyelech Etzel Baki, Lilmod, Viyamirinu Arba'amot Bishut Rabbim. We're worried that he might carry the Dulav uh, in his hand, and he might go to an expert in order to learn. What is he going to learn? Well, learn how to shake the dulab because it's a special way of making the Ni'anu'im. Right, you got to go in the south, and the north, and the east, and the west, and up, down, etc. So he's going to go to an expert, and unwittingly he might end up carrying his lulav in the public domain. For the rabbis stepped in, and they forbade the lulav on Shabbat. Now, let's just analyze for a second. That she just says in the bottom, Lilmod, what is he going to learn? Ni'anu'o or Birchato. One of two things, either how to shake it or he doesn't know the beracha. So he's going to go to somebody to teach him how to make the beracha. Now, the Gemara's issue over here is we're worried that he might forget the Shabbat and carry the lulav for amot in the public domain, which is obviously asur. Now, we can ask a question here, and she's going to deal with it now. Why wasn't Abba concerned that you might go from a private domain to a public domain? Which means, just say a simple gizra, you're going to take the lulav out of your house, into the public domain. He went from the Shutayahit to the Rabim. He doesn't say that. He says, you might carry the Dulav for Amot in the public domain. So that she says, Rava could have said that the Gezra was also going from one domain to another domain. There's more of a chance that will walk for Amot Meshut Rabim than going from a private to a public domain. Ve'en lachush le'otza'ah. Kegon, for example, imaya munach be'karmelit. Let's say the love was in a karmelit. Karmelit is a rabbinical domain. Or be'karpef. Or in an enclosed area. Or be'gina in a garden. Ve'en kan isur otza'ah de'oraita. Which means if the, if the love was in any of those rabbinical areas, taking it from the Karmelit to the Shutra Rabim is not a sin deoraita. Rabbi would not have made a gezerah for such a case. But in those cases, you still have the scenario of walking for Amot, Shutra Rabim. So Rabbi picked an all-inclusive scenario over here. Which means, no matter what domain you're leaving from, once you get to the Shutra Rabim, you can have the for Amot issue. Or, he gives you another case. Let's say you're in the Shutra Yachid. Right? And let's say the guy picked up the lulav with intention to shake it. Okay? He made a akira with not intention to take it out. Intention to shake it in his house. And then he changed his mind and he walked out into the public domain with it. You're not hayav in that case either. Because to be hayav on Shabbat, you have to make an akira with intention to take it out and then you take it out. And then in that case also, the only isuri you're going to make is four amot in the Rishut al You're not going to be hayav on hotza'ah so that she says, The guy picked it up for the sake of shaking it. Then afterwards in his hand already, he changed his mind. Unless he stopped in between and then made a new kavanah to, to walk out. And therefore, in this case over here, you're only going to be hayaf for amod b'shut So therefore, that's why he gave the example of for amod b'shut arabim. Fine. V'hainu tamad the shofar, v'hainu tamad the megidah. What I goes on to say that that's the reason why uh, shofar, which means the first shenaf was on Shabbat, 
we don't blow the shofar again because gizerat because we're worried that the guy might take the shofar for amot the shut rabim either to go learn how to blow it or to make the berakah like that. she said and that's the same reason of megillah meaning on purim uh, purim falls out on shabbat megillah esther they would not read it because of the same issue that you might take the megillah and go take it to an expert to learn how to uh, read it okay so that's the three gizerot of rava okay. Comes the Gemara and continues. Okay, comes the Gemara and continues. If this is the logic, Yom Rishon Nameh. So therefore, the first day also, which is already Rabbi, you're making Gezerot over here. Now, first let's analyze for a second how can a Rabbi make a Gezerah? against something that Torah says to do. So the answer to that is that the rabbis have the ability to make a gezerah b'sheva al ta'aseh. Which means they're not telling you to do something, they're telling you an inaction. So therefore, in the sheva al ta'aseh, they have the ability to uproot a law from the Torah. So that's what Abba was doing. You know the Torah says in the Beit HaMikdash, seven days you got to shake the love. He told you, if one of the days of Cholam is Shabbat, give it up, don't do it. Sheva al ta'aseh. Okay, so we understand the logic. But, Give it up on the first day also. Which is, there's no difference between day one or day three, for example, in the times of the Beit HaMikdash. All of them are mitzvah, deoraita. So, Rava, why did you make your gizrah on Cholam Oed? Make your gizrah even on day one. So, the Kibara says, no. That's a question. Wait, we just learned the Mishnah. That on day one, you're right. Originally, they used to shake it in the Beit HaMikdash. But what was happening? The rabbis saw it leading to a violent situation. People were pushing each other around. So what did the rabbis uh, establish? That on day one, everybody shakes the lulav in their homes. Oh, so if you're shaking it in their homes, there's no problem of carrying anymore. Because it's in your homes over there. The whole gizera was what? That you might come to uh, carry it. Which means, you, you might come to... No, I'll explain it to you. The whole issue is what? Rabbah's issue, you might come to carry it. Why are you going to come to carry it? Because you're going to be unaware, you're going to forget it that Shabbat, and you're going to come now into the Shut Rabim and carry it far more to bring it to a uh, Baki, an expert to learn how to do it. Now, once already, the guy says, hold it, the rabbis are making me shake the lulav at home. Mm-hmm. Why? So he's going to start going through the whole process. Uh, because uh, they, normally we would bring it on Friday to the shul, to the Beit HaMikdash. And uh, because it led to the fire. So they don't want us to bring it on Friday. Now why can we, well, why do we have to bring it on Friday? Because of carrying. The process of doing it at home is going to be a, a, a shinui in their brains. And they're going to start to say, you know what? Oh, this carrying's issue over here. That's why they want us to do it at home. Therefore they're not going to come to uh, the Isu. Look at the Rashi. He's going to remember He's not going to come to carry This is all good After the rabbis made the takana However Which means Before the takana That they said to do it at home Originally the takana was what? Take the lulav in the Beit HaMikdash on Friday and uh, go to the Beit HaMikdash on Shabbat itself and check the lulav. Uh, so what do you mean? 
At that point, how come you're allowed to do that over there? Which means, no, is not a reminder. It's always like that, too. You're never allowed to carry on Shabbat. But once already they're letting you do it on Shabbat in the Beit HaMikdash, and you didn't do anything different, because that's the normal, that's the normal procedure. So therefore, the Gebarah is asking, what did you, how did you solve the problem? How did you differentiate when it came to the first day, which means, what, after the, I'm going to repeat again, after the Takana, watch, after the Takana, we understand that the first day is not an issue anymore. Because the first day you have a shinu, you're doing it at home. The guys are going to remember why they make me do it at home. Because uh, they don't want me to get the violent situation. And they're going to remember that it's Shabbat, they can't carry. Good. But before the takana, when they allowed you, how come you didn't have a, uh, a, a, a situation, a gezera? So the Gebra says, On day one, everybody's obligated in Dulaf. The people of the Bet HaMikdash and the people outside the Bet HaMikdash. Even the people in the Givudim, in Yerushalayim and outside Yerushalayim. And therefore, day one is a special day. For the rabbis, they don't want to tinker with day one. Day one, everybody's shaking the lulav. I'm not going to make any gezerot uh, that you might come to carry and all that. It's day one special. But after day one, there's only a mitzvah in the Bet HaMikdash. There's no mitzvah outside the Bet HaMikdash. So since it's not as, let's say, severe in the sense that everybody's obligated, so therefore, they made the gezerah on the subsequent day. So therefore, let's review. Comes out according to this Gemara that... We're understanding why you can't shake the lab on Shabbat, Gezerah de Rabbah. And we're understanding why day one is different when it comes out on Shabbat, because that's an all-inclusive mitzvah, everybody's hayab in that mitzvah, rabbis didn't get involved in that. However, on subsequent Holam Ed Shabbat, then already, since it's only a Bet HaMikdash mitzvah, not Bet Gebulim, so then the rabbis stepped in and made their, uh, and made their Gezerot. Okay, let's read Rashi. El Adishon. Day one is a very important uh, shaking of the lulav. Why? Because even outside the Bet HaMikdash, So the Rabbis didn't make a decree. But the rest of the days, for example, Shabbat Cholam Wed was only Mitzvah in the Bet HaMikdash and not outside. That already is not such a significant Mitzvah. Again, because of the Gezera of the severity of Shabbat. Which means if you're telling me that what? When it applies to the Gibulin, which means when the Mitzvah applies to everybody, like in the Bet HaMikdash and outside the Bet HaMikdash, the rabbis didn't step in and make a Gezerah, so in our time as well. Because we know today, if the first day of Yom Tov is Shabbat, we don't check the Lulav. 
Why not? It doesn't matter. But everybody's obligated, which means when you give if there was a Bet Mikdash, the Bet Mikdash would all be obligated. There's no Bet Mikdash, but Givulin is obligated. The point is, whenever Givulin is Hayav, so therefore the rabbis didn't make a Gezerah. So the Gemara said, mean today, uh, the first day of Sukkot that comes out of Shabbat, everybody's obligated, so the rabbis should not make the Gezerah. So the Gemara says, no, it's a big difference. We are really not certain on the establishment of the months, which means we are not certain exactly if the first day of Sukkot is really the first day of Sukkot. Because that's all dependent on uh, Bedin establishing the months. And therefore it's possible that we could be off. Which means we could be off a day. She's depending on what the last month was. If the last month was a 29-day month or a 30-day month. And uh, since it's up to the Hakamim to decide this, and they could be wrong. And therefore, it could be... Uh, <laughs> if it's a 29-day month, so you're making uh, Sukkot a day early. If it's a 30-day month, it's a day later. And if you made a mistake, then it's going to affect the first day. So since we're not certain exactly when the uh, first day actually is of Sukkot, so therefore the rabbis didn't want to take a risk. Could be, and uh, the first day comes out on Shabbat, could be it's not Sukkot. And therefore the rabbis said, you know what? Don't shake the, uh, don't shake the lulab. However, he knew, by the times of the Beit HaMikdash, the Yad'aibik V'yad Yadha, I'm sorry, before you get to the Inu, that's what he did as she, Lo Yad'aibik V'yad Yadha, Shema En Yom Tov Adel Machar, which means could be they were supposed to make Elul about a 30 day and they made it a 29 day so it was since already it's possible to make a mistake in the calendar so the rabbis did not want to um, allow you to shake the Lulam on the first day of Shabbat because it could be there's a mistake so the Gibbana says fine now who can make mistakes the mistakes are going to only be for the people in Chutz why? because the establishment of the month was done in Eretz Yisrael now you had messengers dispatched from Eris uh, Israel to go to Hussar to let them know exactly when Rosh Chodesh uh, uh, was, or when Rosh Chodesh was, so they know exactly when to make the holidays. But a lot of times the messengers wouldn't get there in time. And therefore, Misafik in Hussar, they had to make two days just to cover themselves. Okay, so I understand. Outside of Eris Israel, where you have a Safik, where you're not going to know when Rosh Chodesh is, okay, fine. So the rabbis are going to tell you what? Don't check the love. However, Inu, I mean the people in Eretz Yisrael, they know exactly what it is. When the word gets out to the people in Eretz Yisrael, they know exactly when the Rosh Chodesh was established. Lidhu, right? It should be overridden, which is today. In Eretz Yisrael, first day of Sukkot, fourth of Shabbat, they should be able to shake the Lulab. Because bottom line, in Eretz Yisrael, they know exactly when the Kibiyot is. So comes the Gemara and says... You're right. They would. In the Israel, first day of Sukkot, they would uh, uh, shake the Lulab. Uh, we have one Mishnah that said, The first day of the holiday, of Sukkot, that falls on Shabbat, that was actually our Mishnah. It says all the people would bring their Lulavim on Friday, is the but we had another Mishnah earlier, Right? The other Mishnah said they would bring their 
Lunavim to wear to the Bet Knesset to the synagogue. Well, why? What Mishnah says they brought it to the Bet Hamikdash, and one says they brought it to the Bet Hakenesset. Bet Hakenesset is not the Bet Hamikdash. The explanation is Shma Minah that what comes much of it in the Shkayam, comes much of it in the Shkayam. Shma Minah, which means when the Bet Hamikdash was around. Well, we know the rule is that on Shabbat the Yistochei the Shabbat, therefore no Gezera. They would go on the first day of Shabbat and shake the lulav. That's why it says they would bring their lulavim to Har Habayit. The other Mishnah that says they would bring their uh, lulavim to Beta Knesset, that was after the Beta Mikdash, was destroyed. But since in Eris Yisrael they knew exactly the day, so once they know the day, the Gezrav Rabah does not apply. Because bottom line, they know the day, and therefore you have no, uh, you have no issue on the, on the first day. However, uh, why is the first day special? Because the first day is the Uraita for everybody. Then for Beta Mikdash, and then for Givulin. And therefore when it's said Beta Knesset, it meant the Beta Knesset in Eres Israel, right? Where they knew Kivirut Yarha, so they would bring uh, the uh, Lulavim on Friday and shake it on that Shabbat as well. However, in Hoslars, where they're not Bakin Kivirut Yarha, even the first day of uh, on Shabbat, but since you're not sure if that's really the first day or not, therefore the Hakamim said no. How do we know that Lulav, outside of the Beit HaMikdash, is Minat Torah on the first day? Which everybody is agreeing over here on the first day, not only the Beit HaMikdash is Mitzvah to shake the Lulav, but it's also in the Givulin, outside the Beit HaMikdash. So what's the uh, biblical source for that? Detanya, we have a Braita, according to Pasuk, Ulkahtem. So the first word, Ulkahtem, everybody should take Shetel, Kihab, Yad, Kodehad, Vehad. Everybody has to take a lulav, which is you might have thought that maybe Bet Din shakes the lulav for everybody. No, Ulkahtem, everybody has to take their own lulav. Lachem, that's the next word in the Pasuk, Mishil Lachem, you have to own it. Leotzi, it has Sha'ul, with a Gazul, to exclude a bar lulav or a lulav that is stolen. That says Ulkahtem, Lachem, Bayom. What does Bayom teach you? Va'afilu b'shirah. Because the pasuk that just said, "Ulkahtem lachem barishon." What is "Ulkahtem lachem bayom barishon"? It's coming to teach you even if the first day is Shabbat. Okay, that she says, "Bayom afilu b'shabbat demash makol duyom any day." Uklai yeterau demats lechtam barishon. Pasuk just said barishon bayom and it should be any day even Shabbat. Okay. That says, Bayom Rishon, what does the word Rishon teach me? Afilu Bigbulin. Even outside of Ersusen. How do you learn it from that? So that she says, Rishon, Av Bigbulin, Lavir Buyadarish. It's not an extra word, the word Rishon. Ela, Ukahtem Bayom Rishon, Venopilas Mikdash, Master Afil Bigbulin. Did it say where? It just said, Ukahtem, Lachem, take for you on the first day. Did it say where to take? It's Master anywhere, whether it's in Gibbulin or in Nordi. But the Mikdash. So, therefore, the fact that it says Rishon, you have to take it, and it did not tell us where, so there must be everywhere. Harishon, the extra hair. Ukahtem lachem bayom harishon. What does the hair teach us? Belamed she'en edochet. It is only the first Yom Tov Lashi. Harishon, he, mi'utaw. Kalomar, barishon le'udeh, hu da'amin alach ve'afe Shabbat. Which means, that what I told you, that you take the love on the first day, it's Shabbat, but it's only the first day of Shabbat. But the other subsequent uh, days of Shabbat, it is not going to be. Uh, and we'll see exactly what that means. Amar Mor. 
we have a statement Bayom Bafidu B'Shabbat Why we said that on Bayom uh, Even on Shabbat now Again, this is talking about even the Giburin Not only in Bet HaMikdash, everywhere Mechdi What are you talking about? Tultul Ba'almahu What's the issue of Isu Shabbat the issue is Mukseh. Okay, we're assuming that you have the Lulav already in the Bet HaMikdash or, or, or in the synagogue. You're not carrying over here. Right. So the issue is Mukseh. It's Tariq Ra'ala Vishni Tiltu. Mukseh didn't come till much later, later from the rabbis. Correct? In the times of the Torah, there was no law of Mukseh. So I don't need the Torah to come and tell me you can take it on Shabbat. Why should I take it on Shabbat? There's no laws of Mukseh yet when the Torah was written. So I do I need the Torah to allow me to, to take Mukseh on Shabbat? This is talking about the preparatory things that are surrounding the lulav. What does that mean? So look at Rashi. Which is you can even cut the lulav from the tree. That's what it's telling you when it's Docha Shabbat. The tool of Adai is mutar. But even things that are normally asud minat Torah, like uh, cutting the uh, tree from the ground, or making a knot on Shabbat, making the Eged, so the Torah is coming to tell you, kachtem lachem bayom, even on Shabbat. Balibad, aitana, but it's following a certain Torah that we learned in Masechah Shabbat. The Tanya, we have Eben Aita, lulav, vechor makshirav, dochayim et ha-Shabbat, the Rebbe the Aizen. That's the opinion of the Rebbe the Aizen. My Tawad, Rebbe the Aizen, Amar Kera, bayom, vafilu, if you remember Masikat Shabbat, the Aizen was the opinion that not only the Milah, which is done on the eighth day, is Dochai Shabbat, but also Makhshire Milah is Dochai Shabbat. I mean, he allowed you to cut the wood in order to make a fire, to prepare the knife. Because anything that's Mutar on Shabbat, the Aizen also allowed the Makhshirin as well. Okay? So that's the opinion of the Aizen. But the rabbis that say that Makhshire Lulav are not Dochai Shabbat, Hai Bayom Mai Avdile. What do they do with the word Bayom? Which is Rabbi the Ezer learns from Kafanachim Bayom Afilu B'Shabbat to teach me what even Makshide Lulav is Doche Shabbat. But the rabbis who don't subscribe to the law of Makshide, what do they do with the word Bayom? What does it come to include? No, Bayom They learn the timing, which means when is the mitzvah of Shekin Lulav? The mitzvah is to be done Dafka daytime and not nighttime. How do you know? Kachtem Nachim Bayom. So whereas Rabbi Eliezer's learning Bayom is giving you which day, even Shabbat, not giving you times, which day, whereas Hakamim are telling you, you know, Bayom is daylight as opposed to night time. How does the Ezra know that you can only shake the love in the day and not at the night? Because it says at the end of the passage, you'll celebrate to be happy for seven days. The fact it says days, days are not night. Why are the rabbis like that? If you're relying on that word, Yamim, I would have made a Gezerah Shabbat. Yamim, Yamim from Sukkah. Because it says also by Sukkah the word Yamim. And I would say like this Shabbat Yamim. Ma'alan Yamim Vafilo, just like Sukkah. When it says Yamim, it means days and nights that you have to sit in the Sukkah. Afghan, Name, Yamim Vafilo Leo. Therefore, I would say also by Lulav. Just like it says Yamim also, Yamim. I would say it's also day and night. That's what they learned from the beginning of the passage that says Yom. So the Gemara says, V'sukah gufa minalan. How do you know that Sukkah is a mitzvah that's done by day and night? Yamim. 
Right? Torah says you got to sit in the sukkah seven days. Yamim. When it says yamim, that means I'm telling you daylight. It's a yamim days, meaning seven full days, daylight uh, uh, periods. Okay? So the Gabbana says, Atta Omer, Yamim Vafilu Lelot. You're learning the word yamim means yamim Vafilu Lelot. Or Eno Eli Yamim Vafilu Lelot. Who told you? Maybe yamim means time, meaning daylight and not. Night. There's two ways to learn the word yamim. Yamim can mean full days, meaning day night, 24 hour intervals, which is day night. Or yamim can mean no dafka day. So who told you how to learn by your sukkot that it means uh, dafka you know, also day night? So Gemara Vedinu. Gemara says I'll make a uh, limut. How? Neemar kan yamim. It says by sukkot the word yamim. Neemar belula av yamim. And it says, And I'll say, Just like by Lulav, we know it's days and not nights. Which means, and I'll give you a reason why to learn Sukkah maybe it's only days. Because I'll tell you, we have a connection from Lulav to Sukkah. And just like Lulav, it says the word Yamim, it's only days. So to my Sukkah, that it says Yamim, I'll tell you it's only days. I'll give you another option. Or maybe you can go the other way. It says by Sukkah, the word Yamim. The Neymar bin Milu'im Yamin. When Aharon was uh, inaugurating the, the uh, Mishkan, so it says for seven days uh, before the actual inauguration of the Mishkan, which was on Rosh Nisan, Aharon and his children were sequestered in the uh, Mishkan and they were not allowed to leave. It says they were there for seven days, and when it says seven days over there, it means day and night. So therefore, I would say like this, just like my Sukkah, it says. Right. Yamin, and by Miluim it says Yamin, and by we know by Miluim it's day night, so therefore Sukkah is also day night. Which means the Gemara is not giving us two options. It says the word Yamin by Sukkah. Now, should I compare the word Yamin to Sukkah from Lulav, or Yamin of Sukkah to Miluim? So the Gemara says, Well, let's see what it's more analogous to. Danin davar kolayom, kolayom. I rather compare something that the mitzvah is the entire day. Mitzvah, the, the mitzvah of sukkah is the entire day, which means any time that you want to eat in the sukkah or sleep in the sukkah, that's the, the mitzvah. It's, it's a whole day mitzvah. So I'll compare it to an item that's also a whole day. The seven days of miluim was a full day mitzvah, which means it wasn't only for two minutes a day, it was the whole, the whole period. I'm not going to learn sukkah from lulav, lulav, there's no mitzvah to walk around to lulav all day. The mitzvah of lulav is how long? One second, you take lulav, you put it down. So therefore it makes more sense to learn lulav, sukkah from miluim, because they have a commonality. What's the commonality between sukkah and miluim? They're continuous mitzvot, as opposed to lulav, it's just one second in the mitzvah. That, that's one option, right? Or I go the other way. Yabarah says, Oh, Kelach, let there zoom. I go the other way. I can say like this, Danin, Davash, Mitzvatole, Dorot, Davash, Mitzvatole, Dorot. I'm going to compare Sukkah to Lulav, because you know what they have in common? They're both Mitzvot for the generations. Which means Sukkah is a Mitzvot for the future generations, as well as Lulav. Van Yochihum, Miluim, Shinogim, Dorot. Miluim is a once in a lifetime item. So therefore, maybe you don't learn Lulav from Sukkah from Miluim. Tamud Lomar, Teshvu, Teshvu, Negezerah Shavah. So you know what? Bottom line, we have a Gezerah Shavah. It says by Sukkah the word Tishvu. Right? And it says by the Miluim the word Tishvu. Neemar kan Tishvu. So just like by the Miluim, when it says the word Tishvu, right, the Pasuk actually says, 
she wants the, the full language. Upeta oil moed tishvu yomam balayla. Okay, so by miluim it says the word tishvu. So and we know by miluim is what yomam balayla. And by sukkot it says by sukkot tishvu shemat yamim. So therefore tishvu tishvu just like miluim is day night. So too sukkah is day night. So that's a very interesting trivia question. Somebody asked you, how do you know it's a mitzvah uh, to sit in sukkah day and night? We would take it for granted. What do you mean? Shemat yamim. No, the answer really is because it's Shabbat. Tejvu, Tejvu. So the Gemara continues. I mean, Arava, Shiva, Kesa. So we said the Mitzvah of Arava was what? For seven days in the Beit HaMikdash, they used to walk around the Mizbeach with the Aravot. So the Gemara says that if the seventh day of Arava, or actually the seventh day of Sukkot, was Shabbat, so then Arava was done seven days, the first six days, and the seventh day being Shabbat, it would be Dohei Shabbat. Now I want you to know that Minat Torah, Arava is all seven days in the Beit HaMikdash. But the Gemara said that uh, if the seventh day is Shabbat, it will be Dohei, implying that if Shabbat is any other day of the holiday, it would not be Dohei, and therefore would only be a six-day mitzvah. So the Gemara says... Arava b'shivii, Arava on the seventh day, my tamad Shabbat. What's the reason why it is Dohe Shabbat? What's the question? Look at that she. My tamad Dohe second line, velo gazur ba kechid gazur belulav. Which is why don't you make the same gizrat they made by lulav? The achan amir leta min haTorah bigburin kishar. Which means, seemingly, there's no mitzvah of arava in the Givulin. The mitzvah of arava is only done in the Beit HaMikdash. It's only done in the Beit HaMikdash. There's no mitzvah outside. Now, what do we say by lulav? By lulav, we said on the first day, it's docheh. Why is it docheh? Because by one, since it's only in the Beit HaMikdash, so therefore, uh, it's only in the Beit HaMikdash, sorry, on the first day, since it's in the Beit HaMikdash, as well in the, as in the Givudin, it's everywhere. So therefore, we didn't make a Gezerah, implying that if it's only in the Beit HaMikdash, we would make a Gezerah. So therefore, Lechaorah, on the seventh day, why are you telling me it's Dukhe? Lechaorah, we should make the same Gezerah that we made by Lulav. Gezerah de Ravah, he might come to carry uh, the Aravot and from uh, for Amot, Bereshut and Abim. So comes the Gezerah and says, no. We want to publicize to make it known that the mitzvah of Arava is indeed a mitzvah from the Torah. How are you going to do that? Look at that sheet. You see, the problem is it doesn't say clearly in the Torah that there is a mitzvah explicitly to take the Arava seven days. So therefore, they left a little. Uh, Room the rabbis The rabbis went out of the way and said You know what, let the arava override the show And I can make a gizrah Everybody will know Oh this arava must be a serious uh, item over here That we're not going to make any gizrah uh, over here In order to keep it in its uh, original uh, enactment And therefore they said that if the seventh day is uh, Shabbat let them do it all seven days, because if you would have made a Gezerah, you, you, you would have stopped them, exactly. so the people might have not uh, recognized that this is Minat Torah. So by keeping the original enactment of seven days, everybody knows 
That is indeed Menat Torah. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Ihache lulav namel lidhe kedel lefarsemo shu Menat Torah. So again, so lulav, why did you make his rabbi lulav? Which means you should tell me that what? You should for seven days as well. You should be able to shake the lulav for seven days in order that the people will know that the mezvav lulav and the bentamik is also a seventh item. What's the reason why Ba'arama you told me on the seventh day it's not, uh, it, it is Duhay Shabbat? Because we wanted everybody to know that, that uh, Arava is uh, a mezvav and a Torah. So the same logic of uh, lulav. So the Gibbara says, no, lulav gizera mishum dirava. Uh, Didn't we tell you already? Have Rabbah's Gezerah. We're worried if we allow you to shake the Lulab, you might come to carry. So give us what you mean. So make the same Gezerah by Arabah. Who takes the Arabah? It's not taken by everybody. Right. Only the betin shakes the arava. Takes the arava and walks it around the the, the mizbeach, which means the the betin takes the arava, gives it to the kohanim. The kohanim walk it around the mizbeach. So therefore, it's done by limited people. So therefore, it's not going to make a gizirat that the shalshalim betin is going to take uh, arava and go learn how to do the mizbeach. However, lut right. This is the separate mizbeach taking the arava and walking around the mizbeach. However, lulav lakol masur. However, lulav is uh, for everybody. Therefore, it's more logical to make a gizirat by lulav as opposed to the Arava. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Lulav Named Nitzhu Bishar Yamin of the Mikdash. She said, The other days of the Beth Mikdash were on all six days, on the Hola Moed even, Kedele Farsemoshi Minatora Koshima. Dalome Farsem Eja, because really it's not explicitly written in the Torah. Also, they have to do the Lulav seven days. Why? Because how do we know really that you have to take the lulav in the Beit Hamikdash seven days? That doesn't say shake the lulav. We learn it to mean how do you be happy in front of God the seven days with a lulav? But I can interpret that pasuk differently. So since it's not it's written explicitly, just like the Arabat that written explicitly, I would say what well, maybe you should be able to do it all seven days. So the Gemara says no. I guess Rav Raba. Oh, guess Rav Raba. Maybe guess Raba by the Arabat. So that she says Shluchim Bedin Maitila Me'erim Shabbat. Right, the Shluchim. They bring the Arava to the Beit Hamikdash on Friday. Ulmachorat ena mitzvah lechol adam elakwanim akifin batam isbeth. Only mitzvah for the kwanim. They're not going to make a gezerah. So the Gemara says, Yacheh. If that's the case, which means if you're telling me that there's no gezerah in the Beit Hamikdash when it comes to Arava, call your man a she said, every day it should be Duhay, which is Aravot. Why are you telling me only on the seventh day when it comes out on Shabbat? And even if Shabbat comes out on Cholam Moed, it should be uh, Duhay, because there's no, there's no reason to. So it was Atel Belulav. Because if you're going to be uh, very uh, 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 lenient when it comes to Aravot, you do it seven days, and you're going to be strict by Lulav, so the people are going to come to disparage the Lulav. They're going to come along and say, ah, Lulav's obviously not so, uh, not so stringent. What does that mean? That she says, Atel Pekpukeh Belulav, Lezuzuleh Belulav. Why? Meshum Delodacheh. Belulav Ela Behad Yomah. Which is going to say, oh, Lulav only is Dochei the first day. People can come along and say, Lulav is not an important mitzvah. Arabah is very special. After all, all seven days you can do it. Whereas Lulav, no. So then we wanted to keep Arabah. We didn't want to over be lenient on Arabah because it's going to take away from the attitudes to Lulav. So the Gemara says, Okay, so what, what, now again, all seven days of Arabah are mitzvah in Torah. So why did the rabbis decide to let the last day Shabbat be Doche, 
which means do the Hanabah on the seventh day. You could have done the first day also, which is any of the seven days, technically, they're all the same. So why did they pick the seventh day? Pick the year first day, just Madulav. Did you pick the first day Madulav? So pick the first day and say what? If the first day of Sukkot was out on Shabbat, the Hanabah is uh, Dukhe. So the Gemara says, Lo Mukha Milta. Because it's not going to be evident that you're doing it because uh, the Mitzvah of Arabah is stringent. Why? Amri, the people are going to say, Lulavu Dekadache. The people are going to think like this. Really, they're going to say the law starts by lulav. They're going to say that the first day of Shabbat, of the Yom Sukkah, you're allowed to do the lulav. And they're going to think, I once already allowed to do the lulav, so you can do the arabah. But they're not going to realize that the arabah is just as important as the lulav. I mean, they're going to think maybe the uh, arabah is like a drabanan. It's not a serious uh, mitzvah. Because they'll say, no, the first day, well, we're not saying that's the lulav item. So because we allow you to do the lulav, so the rabbi says, okay, you know, do the uh, arabah as well. So the Gemara, look at that she, that she says, situation for a second comes out according to uh, the uh, the law of Arabah technically they should be able to be Dukhe all seven days because there is no Gizirah de Rabah by the case of Arabah because who's doing it the Shaliyah uh, Betin uh, but bottom line if we would be lenient all seven days to do the Arabah it would be disparaging to the Dulav so therefore we had to keep it equal uh, so keep it equal so do it be Dukhe the first day now then it would take away from Arabah because people will say, oh, the only reason why we're leaning on Arabah the first day when it comes out on Shabbat because we're leaning on the Lulav. So therefore, do it on the second day. Now we want to make a Yom Misuyam, a more defined day. So therefore, if you don't do one, you do day seven. So the Gemara says, if so, which means, so even in uh, in our time now, what's the question? That's she. Ha'idana name lachar khurban. And after the destruction of the Mitzvah, we do the Mitzvah of Arabah on the seventh day. That's not really talking about the Hibut Arabah that we do. It's about that, that day they would take, uh, there was a minhag to take uh, Arabah on the seventh day. Now, I mean, the Kamal, the Gibran is going to say later on, Minhag, the Vi'im, he big Budin. It was a Minhag of the Vi'im and the Gibudin to take the Arabah. Kibad, the Nekal, the Hashmidi. Since already now there's nothing. Uh, to be uh, to suspect, lidhe b'shivyi, we should uh, should be dohe the seventh day. Biyitluha, let them take it. Bihabtuha shiluhe bedin lefarsimah shehi b'mikdash bina Torah. Shiregazu ale b'shivyi ulachar kurban bigazar aleya. Which is that she's telling bechadush that she's bothered with the question. What's, what's the Gemara's question over here? On the seventh day now, after the Beit was destroyed, we should be allowed to take it on the seventh day. Hmm. What do you mean? 
And that's the reason we should not be allowed. Since now, bottom line, we have no bet to Mikdash. So everybody takes the Arava on the seventh day. Once everybody takes it, we back to the Gizirah, Gizirah, the Rabah. So therefore, as she goes out of his way and says, no, we should make a new enactment. But now the bet to Mikdash is destroyed. Let some members of the Beddin represent Klai Yisrael, take the Arava on the seventh day, and uh, so everybody will be reminded that really Arava is a Minatorah law, and therefore even though seven days is Shabbat, it should still be uh, fulfilled even today. And that's the Gemara's question. The Gemara's question is, once you're telling me that the Mitzvah of Arava is the seventh day, right, or even on Shabbat, so it should be done in our time also. Which means, let Shaliyah Beddin represent us and, and walk around the Teba, whatever, with the uh, Arava, in order to keep the original enactment as it was done in the Fajr of Mikdash. So the Gemara answers, like we said above, Anan lo yadainan Again, outside of Elis Yisrael, we're not so certain exactly the day of the holiday. Because we're not certain what they did in Elul, or, this, or the earlier months, if it was a 29-day or a 30-day, therefore it's going to affect the 7th day of Sukkot. And therefore, since we're not certain if it's the 7th day of Sukkot, when it comes out on Shabbat, so the rabbis are not going to let you do the Aravah, and then they're going to make their uh, Gezerah. They're going to come along and say that since we're not certain, they don't want you to take the... Uh, that's what she says. Right, maybe our seventh day is really not the seventh day of Shabbat, and they, well, they didn't want to waive uh, the uh, the the uh, issue. Now, what's the issue over here? The issue would be Mukseh, uh, which is the issue of his bottom line. You're taking something special because bottom line, the Shidduch Bedin are carrying it. Who's uh, not worried about the carrying it in the public domain? But they didn't want to wave Mukseh on a case where you're not sure if it's really uh, the seventh day of Sukkot or not. So comes the Gemara says, Inu Fine, that's good for Chutzlaharis, but people in the Israel society that know exactly when the seventh day is, they should be able to uh, uh, take the Arava, even on the seventh day that falls out on Shabbat. So the Gemara Baradaya. When Baradaya came from Bavir to Israel, Amar, Lo Ikla'ah. He said it can never happen. She means the rabbis make certain that the seventh day of Sukkot will not fall out on Shabbat. Now why do they do that? And she says, They'll, they'll make Elul an extra day, or another month, right? Now what's the reason why? Because they, they didn't want to get involved with putting it on the seventh day, because really today that we're taking the Arab on the seventh day, it's not in the Torah. Anything it's a minhag nevi'im. So they didn't want to override mukseh because of a minhag nevi'im. So they, they wanted to sidestep the whole problem. Now, if it's going to come the seventh day and they're going to come along and say, you know what, don't do anything, it's going to be mizalzel on the original takana of the Beit HaMikdash. Because the people are going to think, oh yeah, even in times of the Beit HaMikdash, Arava must not have been a, an important item. So they sidestepped the whole issue. Had they sidestepped the whole issue, they arranged the calendar that the seventh day of Sukkot will never come out on Shabbat. Ki Ravin, when Ravin came from Bavel, to Eris, uh, when, uh, when Ravin came from Eris Israel, and all those that went down with him, what is all those that went down? That she says, all the group, 
Right, there was a group that they came down from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, the Sha'alum Babel Eretz Yisrael, and the group that uh, went from Babel to Eretz Yisrael eventually Hazru, they came back to Babel. Which means there were different uh, periods of uh, history where the rabbis went back and forth to, from Eretz Yisrael to Babel. So now we're discussing when the rabbis came back from Eretz Yisrael to Babel, because there were certain rabbis that were in Babel, they moved to Eretz Yisrael. But then they returned. So Baba, when these rabbis came back from Bavel, from Eretz Israel to Babel, Amri, they said, Ikla. They said, you know what? It does come out. The seventh day of Sukkot can come out on Shabbat. And you know what? Velodahe. And it's not going to override it. Which means, bottom line, Shabbat is Shabbat, and they're not going to take the, the Arabah. Uh, so Kavzi Gebaran says, Ve'ela Kasha. Yeah, but now we have a question, which means, for the Gibran's Ve'el Akasha, which means, in Eretz Yisrael, where it can come out on Shabbat, the seventh day, and they know exactly that it is the seventh day, so why, why, why is it not Duhe? Like how in Eretz Yisrael, they should be able to take the Arava on the seventh day, and uh, shouldn't be a problem. So, Amar of Yosef, Man le Malan, who told you the Arava bin Tila? Who told you that the mitzvah Araba on the seventh day is to actually grip the Arava and uh, let's say walk around the mizbeah? Dilma biskifa. Maybe the whole mitzvah was to stand them up next to the mizbeah. That she says, If you tell me the mitzvah Araba is to take it, then already have an issue because taking it is mukseh. So you're going to tell me I'm going to take a mukseh to commemorate Zechit, the sun that was done in the times of the Beit HaMikdash. By that already I understand it shouldn't be Dukhan. But he says, Dilma Biskifa, Lo'ayu notin otabiyad. Maybe they didn't even take it. Ela, Zokfin otabiyad mizbeah. Maybe they just stood it up next to the mizbeah. I mean, they didn't have to actually move them. Kedam imanitin. And then, for Vashta, Leka mizbeah. Heka nizkifa. Now that you don't have a mizbeah anymore. So therefore, there's no uh, there's no mitzvah, which means the Gemara's question was, what do you mean in Eretz Yisrael should be doche? Doche what? Do, do, do what with it? What do you want to do? If you want to tell me the mitzvah in the old days, they actually took it and walked it around the mitzvah. Okay, so you want to tell me today uh, to walk around the the teva with uh, the harava? Okay, that I understand. But uh, if you tell me the mitzvah is uh, 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 zikifa, that they used to just stand it up by the mitzvah. So therefore, there's no mitzvah today. So therefore, that's why it's not because uh, there's nothing to there's nothing to commemorate. We don't have a uh, mitzvah today. So the Gemara says, "Dema v'skifa." So that's Rabbi Yosef's opinion, by the way. Rabbi opinion was that in a Karameh, in the Beit HaMikdash, they would actually stand up the Aravot by the Mizbayah. Eti be'abayah. So Abayah is going to ask a host of questions against Rabbi Yosef's shita. Lula ba'arava shisha v'shiva. We learned in our Mishnah that the Mizbah of Araba sometimes is six days and sometimes is seven days. Ma'ilad kilulav. Now, from the fact that it puts lulav and arava in the same sentence, it seems that the mezvav lulav and arava are similar. Ma lulav bintila, just like the mezvav lulav. How do you fulfill the mezvav lulav? You take it. Af arava bintila, which you sold to the arava, you take it. Which is who said it's standing it up on the mezbah? Maybe it's actually taking it. And therefore, he's asking a question on. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, you said that the Mizrah was not taken, was putting it against the Mizbeah. No, maybe the Mizrah is actually to take it. So the Gemara says, Midi, Iriyah? Oh, geez, are we, uh, who told you to compare them? Hai kidi ite, 
Why can eat it? Rabbi Zohar said, what's wrong? Lulav is bintila, and Aravaz b'sikifa, who told you to compare them? So it's fine. Here's another question. Eti ve'abaya, but here's another question. Bechol yom makifin et ha-mizbeyach pa'amachat. This is every day in the Beit HaMikdash, they used to circle the mizbeyach one time. Ve'oto ayom, on the seventh day of Sukkot, sheva pa'amim. So it says, my love, ba'arava. Must be that what? They used to circle the mizbeyach. With what? Ta'arava. That means they were not tail. They took the arava and they walked it around. Rabbi Yosef says, no, benulav. And they walked around the uh, Mizbah with the lulav uh, for, for seven times on the last day. So therefore, you have no proof again. So the Gemara says, Ba'amara of Nachman, Amara Babar Abu. Ba'araba. What do you mean? We have a statement of Rav Nachman that says, no, on the seventh day, they actually took the Araba and walked it around. Amar le, hu amar lecha ba'araba. Ve'ana amira benulav. Nachman says it was Araba, I'm telling you, it was with the Lulav. So therefore, that's no, that's no question on me. Itmar bin Azar omer benulav. Rabbi Azar says, the last day of Sukkot, they walked around the Mizbeah seven times with the Lulav. Rav Shmuel ben Natan, amar bi'ana ba'araba. Ve'chir amar Rav Nachman, amar Babar Abu ba'araba. Amar le Rabba, Rabbi Yitzhak ben Edir, Rabba, Rabbi Hana, Rabba, told Rabbi Yitzhak, the son of Rabbi Hana, Bar Uriah, a young scholar, right, sharp one. Ta, come, ve'ema lach, and I will tell you, miltam me'aliyata, da'ava amar abuch. Let me tell you one of the good halakhot that your father, Rabbi Hana, used to say. Had it done, that would have said in the Mishnah, Kola yom akifin et ha-mizbeah pa'amachat. Be'otu ayom akifin et ha-mizbeah pa'amim. Right, it says in the Mizbeah, they used to walk around seven times. Ha'chi amar abuch. This is what your father, Rabbi Hana, said, Mishum Rabbi Raza, be'lulav. So therefore you see all these opinions, uh, different opinions. Some want to say it was a lulav, and some say it was a... I don't know, but bottom line of Yosef is holding his ground. He's saying, listen, I hold that on the seventh day, they walked out the lulav. And therefore there was no handling of the... Arava. So therefore again, the Gemara's question was, in Eretz Yisrael, Lechaona, it should be Docheh, uh, because they know it's the seventh day, they know it's Shabbat, and they know it's the seventh day of Sukkot, they're Yadua, Bikhvut Yidcha, and therefore Lechaona, why is it Docheh? Rabbi Yosef says, Docheh what? What are you being Docheh? Nothing to be Docheh, it's there's no Mizbeach, and the Omitzvah was... Uh, why to, 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 to put it on the Mizbeah? So then what are we publicizing the door right there? There's no Mizbeah to put it on. So comes again with us, but yes, another question. Etive, Lulav Dochayet Shabbat, Bitchilato. Lulav is Dochayet Shabbat if the first day of Sukkot is Shabbat, like we learned. Vagarava Besofo. And Arava Dochayet Shabbat if the seventh day of Sukkot is Shabbat. Tamachat, one time, Chal Shivyayish al Arava Liot Beshabbat. The seventh day of Sukkot fell out on Shabbat. And they brought meaning uh, shoots of Aravot. The rabbis brought them to the Beit Hamikdash on Friday in order to do the mitzvah on Shabbat. And they placed them in the uh, courtyard. Now the Baitosim, these were the people that did not accept the interpretations of. Hazal in Torah Shem Alpeh. And since really the Torah doesn't say explicitly that you have the Mizvah of Arava, they didn't believe in this Mizvah of Arava. So when they saw the rabbis bring the Arava Friday, you know, these rabbis are going to plan on doing Arava tomorrow in the Beit HaMikdash. So what did they do? Vinatlum. They took them, Vekavshum Ta'at Abanin. And they put them under the stones. Which means the Baitosim were wise. They knew the rabbis followed the laws of Mukseh. Now once you put them under the stones, you're not going to be able to get the, uh, to get the Arava. 
Lemachad ekiru behen ameharis. Well, there were certain ameharis over there. They recognized what the Baitosim did. Veshamtu mitata banim, and they pulled them out from these stones. Now, either you have to say that we didn't want to give rashi them ameharis; they didn't care about the laws of Mukseh. Or you can say, no, that really wasn't in the Yad of Mukseh. Because it says they didn't move the stones, they pulled the Arava. And we have a rule that says that this is considered Tultul Minatzad. You're moving the Mukseh indirectly. And the rule is Tultul Minatzad, that Surah Levara Mutar is Mutar. If you're telling, the, you're pulling it for the Eter. In any event, the Gebrahs, the Amaharists realized it. But according to that reason, it's hard to understand why they were called the Amaharists. Unless that's what happened. In any event, the Amaharists came. Rashi says, "Shelo ayu bekiim bisut tiltul veemaita yadam ima perushim." Okay, the Amaharis, while they were with the rabbis, they were not with the Baitozim, but they weren't expert in the laws of Mukseh. In any event, vebiu makoanim, so they brought them to the koanim. And what the koanim do? Vezakfum bitside amizveyah. Oh, so you see clearly, we have a clear by the way they do they. They they took them and they placed them on the mizbeach. Now continue. The fishein baitosim modim. Now why did the baitosim do this? Because the baitosim do not agree. Shehibut araba dochet shabbat. Now the word hibut araba. They were learning hibut is the shaking of the araba. So he's clearly in the bright that saying what that the baitosim don't agree with this mitzvah. Of the hibut araba, the taking and the shaking of the araba. So what do you see? Abayis telling Rabbi Yosef, you don't tell me the mitzvah is what only to put it on the mizbeach. No, you see it's a double mitzvah to shake them, to take the hibut, and then put them on the mizbeach. Alma bintilai, and the Gemara concludes and says tiyufta. Really, Rabbi Yosef is rejected because of the zikkun Rashi. Debiuma koanim b'zakfum. About Yisrael, Okay, obviously the Kohanim had to bring it to the Mizbeh because Yisrael could not walk in that area. They would shake them. And then they would walk around uh, the Mizbeh by foot. And then they would just uh, place them there. Okay, now. Comes out, the Gemara refutes Rabbi Yosef. Now, the Quran is a very uh, strong question over here. Because if Rabbi Yosef is refuted, so we have a major question to ask. We know that we have a minhag today to walk around every day of Sukkot, Lulav, around the Teva. And on Hosham Alabah, the seventh day of Sukkot, seven times. Now, that can only be going according to Rabbi Yosef. Because Rabbi Yosef held that when the Mishnah said that on the seventh day they did it seven times, he said that was done with the Lulav. Whereas the other rabbi said, no, it was done with the Arava. Now if Rabbi Yosef is rejected, so two things that he said are rejected seemingly. Number one, that the Arava was not taken, it was just placed. And number two, they walked around with uh, uh, Aravot and not Lulavim. Again, because Rabbi Yosef held Lulavim, but we're rejecting that. So the Chaurah, if the Gemara concludes with the Tiyushtah, where did we get our Minhag to walk around with Lulav? We should be walking around with uh, Arava, if anything. So uh, Rashi, uh, in his Tishuvot, answers this question and says like this. He wants to say like this. That when we rejected Rabbi Yosef, we only rejected part of Rabbi Yosef. We only rejected the part of Rabbi Yosef that says that they didn't, that he holds that they just lined it up on the Mizbeach and they didn't uh, shake them. On that part, we argue on Rabbi Yosef. We hold that the actual Mizbeach was also done by 
shaking. But what he said, with the lulav walking around the mezbah, we didn't reject them on that. And therefore, they walked around the mezbah with the lulav. And therefore, today, that we walk around with the lulav, so that's what we do in accordance to Rabbi Yosef's opinion. So therefore, he was partially rejected on the arava, but, but not, but not on the, I'm not on the uh, lulav issue. But I'm not on the lulav.